Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Cavaliers, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Cavaliers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this Locked On Cavaliers podcast, episode four, Wednesday, August 16th, 2017. I'm Chris Manning, your host from FearTheSword.com and The Step Back. Today, because we took off yesterday, because the Cavaliers' 2017-18 schedule has been announced since we last talked, going to run through that today, also run through some news just a quick couple teases. Tomorrow, Adam Matas, the host of Lockdown Nuggets, and the site manager, Denver Stiffs, will be the guest um, talking about a possible deal with the Nuggets. And we'll have something on Friday as well that is currently TBD, but hopefully I'll have that figured out by the time I record tomorrow's show. And if you want to get questions in for next week's mailbag, uh, be sure to drop those in to LockedOnCavs at gmail.com to at LockedOnCavs on Twitter. And over on our back to Cleveland Cavs, um, if you're listening to this about noon or if you're listening to the morning, just know what around noon on Wednesday there will be a post up on the on our back slash Cleveland Cavs on Reddit. And you can drop them in on Facebook as well if you see the post making the call for them. Um, this week's live chat on Sunday will probably not be at 2 p.m. I'm probably going to be at a certain event in Cleveland that may involve baseball. But... We'll have a chat on Sunday at some point, probably later in the day, before Game of Thrones, of course, because if you follow me on Twitter, I have almost been tweeting more about Game of Thrones lately um, than basketball. Before we get into the schedule, here's the news you need to know today for this Wednesday about the Cavs. Um, Number one, LeBron James and what I think has been the most important thing that has really happened uh, broader than basketball has really spoken out um, against Donald Trump and about and, and spoken out on Charlottesville. Um, he first tweeted uh, on, on Tuesday evening that said, hate has always existed in America. Guess we know that, but Donald Trump just made it fashionable again. Exclamation point. Statute has nothing to do with us now. Um, and then Dave McMenamin, who obviously covers the Cavs for ESPN.com, um, and then Dave McMenamin from ESPN.com had the full quotes from LeBron that from an event at Cedar Point that LeBron spoke at. Um, to, to read this partially, you can see the full thing at twitter.com backslash Mick10. Um, it's not about the guys that's the so-called president of the United States or whatever the case. It's not about the teacher that you don't really feel like cares about what's going on with you every day. It's not about people that you don't just feel that you don't feel like want to give you the best energy and effort to you. It's about us. It's about us looking in the mirror, kids all the way up to adults, all of us looking in the mirror and saying, what can we do to help to better help change? And if we can all do that and give 110% and give both foot forward, that's all you can ask for. So shout out to the innocent people in Charlottesville 
and shout out to everybody across the world that just want to be great and just want to love. Thank you. I love you all. Ronald spoke out over the weekend um, about Charlottesville, and you can read all those quotes over at freethesword.com. Expect to hear more from that from LeBron in the coming days. It wouldn't shock me if we hear from him again in some way, depending on what else happens. Um, this is something LeBron's going to do. He's a comfortable social activist. He's arguably, I think, within it without really any peer, been the most vocal NBA athlete in recent years. And right now, he's the leading voice in the NBA in terms of players that has spoken out against Donald Trump, white supremacy, and everything that has happened in Charlottesville. You've really heard not a lot else from other players. Um, a really good, moving post from Channing Fry, but not much else. LeBron also spent Tuesday playing pickup ball in New York with KD and Carmelo, J.R. Smith, Dante Jones, among the other players there. Um, you can find videos of it. And um, it, what that made me think was maybe we're getting close to the Cavs having some sort of informal team workout like we've seen them have in past years, whether that's been in Miami or L.A. or in Independence. And will Kyrie Irving be at that if he's still on the team? Um, and Because you know that's going to end up on Instagram. Just saying. Um in Kyrie trade news, um, we do have a report from Wojnowski, Adrian Wojnowski from ESPN, about the Cavs targeting players that can help them post LeBron. They are not banking on LeBron staying next summer. They're going to try and get players they can build around if LeBron were to leave. Uh, that Chris Epps Porzingis is the, the name there. Josh Jackson's on the name there, which we know. Jamal Murray from Denver is on that list. And Jason Tatum from Boston is on that list. If I was going to rank the likelihood that these guys become Cavs, I would say Jackson's 1, Murray 2, Porzingis 3, Tatum 4. I just can't see the Boston happening. Um, and I actually prefer Jalen Brown, if we're, if we're being honest here. But if we're looking at the Knicks deal, which is the, the Porzingis was the big one, um, to quote Woj's report, Porzingis has emerged as a primary Cleveland target. But it's a conversation that can occur only with Cleveland's Williams to unburden the Knicks of a three years and $55 million left on Joakim Noah's contract. For now, the conversation is a non-starter for the Knicks, league sources said. So we'll see if that works. Um, Irving for Porzingis and Noah does work straight up. Would that be enough for the Cavs? I think Porzingis fits them on two tunes. Maybe you could get Courtney Lee back and send Shumpert out. Something like that would make a lot of sense for the Cavs. Uh, but would the Knicks do it? That's another question. Um, and I, I volunteer now... Joakim Noah, who has obviously that famous vine of talking about Cleveland, which I'm sure you all know. I volunteered to show him around the city if he were to be traded here, because Cleveland's kind of great. But uh, that that's, again, Joakim Noah, tweet me, and I'll take you on Cleveland um, if you get traded to the land. Hashtag the land. Um, another Cavs trade news. The Raptors... Um, per their GM, not Masai Ujiri, but their actual, their nominal GM, has said that the Cavs um, and Rat they talked. The Raptors made a call, um, and the exact quote is, "We do our due diligence." Raptors GM Bobby Wagner said in the interview with TSN 1050 in Toronto. Things don't always make sense, but if they do, we're always prepared. A lot of the talk that we do doesn't really see the light of day when a player like that becomes available, you'd be remiss not to call. Now, I don't think a deal here makes sense. I get why the Raptors called, but you can't trade Lowry right now, so you can't involve him. Um, DeRozan, Irving swap, something like that doesn't make sense to me because I don't think Toronto wants to pair two point guards together, and I don't think DeRozan really helps the Cavs. 
Um, and if the Raptors were to offer young players, Bruno Caboclo, Norman Powell, Jakob Pertl, um, OG Anubi, I'm mispronouncing OG's last name, but I, so I apologize. But those are guys that I think are really interesting. They're really good. I don't think they fit what the Cavs are really looking for in terms of blue chippers. Josh Jackson, Porzingis, Jamal Murray, Jason Tatum. Those are the type of guys they want. I think all of those guys are fine players. Could be, and some of them I really like. I'm a particular fan of Powell, and I, and I like OG. But um, I don't think they're, they're cornerstone guys um, in the same way that um, the other targets on the Cavs' list may be. Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only. Um, and lastly, there's some stuff up before the sword I'd recommend reading. Then we'll get to the schedule. Um, David Zabach has a great post on the Cavs' normal dysfunction. Uh, Justin Rowan wrote about the Cavs. Do they need to get a point guard or not? And uh, Darren Williams, for the road, for a fun interaction on the Road Trip and Pod, doesn't seem like he enjoyed his time in Cleveland too much. Uh, Richard Jefferson... And with David Commemorates, the guest talked about uh, Darren Williams being excited about everything other than playing basketball for the Cavs. So maybe that contributes to why he hasn't signed with a team this summer and why he's not on the roster next year. So arguably being better than Derrick Rose. Um, funny enough, we'll see what happens with Darren Williams. He basically now just posts pictures of being on vacation, which seems like a pretty good life, better than... Uh, most of ours anyway um, but here's the schedule um, again the full thing you can read over at fearthestore.com and it'll be in the show notes at the bottom of in this podcast in the podcast description um, here I'm going to give you the 10 games I think the Cavs you're going to want to watch I you know these are subjective I pick them for whatever reason I think there are some that are certainly just kind of me picking goofy stuff um, and, and a couple stats about this 37 39 national TV games for the Cavs um, 13 back-to-backs is down from 18 from last year. Cavs will play 14 games next season where they have at least one day off, and their opponent will have played not will have played the night before. Cavs get get eight days off in February after after the All-Star break. Uh, they play the Warriors on Christmas Day, and then on January 15th at home, they they host the Rockets on February 3rd, host the Spurs on the 25th of February, and the Thunder on January 20th. Um, possible Kyrie Irving reunion games, um, return games for him would be the Heat on November 28th, the Suns on March 13th, and the Timberwolves on February 7th. Um, they have their longest homestand is from February 25th to March 5th with games against the Spurs, Nets, 76ers, Nuggets, and Pistons. The longest road trip occurs around Christmas, which is which is interesting, and then they come on for the Warriors. Um, that's December 25th to January 12th. 8 of 9 on the road during that stretch. The lone home game is January 2nd in there against the Portland Trailblazers. Last two games of the season, um, both against the Knicks, April 9th and then April 11th, with the finale being in Cleveland uh, before the playoffs. So here are the 10 games I would recommend watching. Just make sure you put them on the calendar. Uh, the Cavs do have a f- in a, in a, the ability on their website where you can add every game to your Google calendar or whatever digital calendar you use you will have them in there with reminders for the games takes two seconds i'd recommend doing it as someone who puts every Cavs game into his calendar it's a lot easier to do it that way than put it in manually so first one on my list uh friday november 3rd at the washington wizards 
Games against Wizards are always fun. Um, we'll, see, we'll see what this game says about how these two teams play, but for me, the, the storyline here is what do the Cavs look like if Kyrie's gone? Um, who's starting a point guard for them? How do they handle going up against one of the league's best? Is there a huge production gap there? Um, and if it's Kyrie and Wall still going against each other, pretty fun. Uh, November 28th against the Heat at home. Dean Waiter's homecoming. Check. Possible Kyrie Irving destination. Check. General Cavs Heat weirdness. Check and check. Count me in for that game. Uh, Monday, January 15th against the Warriors. We're skipping ahead here a little bit past Christmas. Um, Cavs Warriors again this year, which I think is a mistake. It does come within just a couple weeks of each other. This is the second one. We'll see how the Cavs adjust coming off a long road trip. Um, couldn't mean anything. We already know how good the Warriors are and how big that gap is between the two teams, but it's the chance to see them at home, and we'll see where the Cavs stand. That will probably be um, a barometer game of some kind. And then February 3rd against the Rockets, as mentioned. Uh, by this point, we'll see Harden and Paul pairing together, see if they're a little bit figured out more. Good mid-season mid test for the Cavs. Um, in February, and then February 11th, just eight days later, at the Boston Celtics. This is actually the last regular season matchup between Boston and Cleveland, and that's the Eastern Conference Finals matchup we all expect to see. By this time, Gordon Hayward should be full integ fully integrated into Boston and prepare for the takes, no matter the outcome. Tuesday, February 13th, at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, this could be the most challenging part of the Cavs' schedule this run in February, and this is the last game before the All-Star break. LeBron and company go to OKC to take on Westbrook and Paul George. So get your calendars tuned for that one. Should be um, interesting. Sunday, March 11th at the Lakers. Ready for LeBron to LA narrative to get turned up to 11? I'm sure you're not because I'm not. But it's going to happen then. Be ready for it. And we'll see what the Lakers actually look like. Then I, you know, I mean, if LeBron goes there and the Lakers are as bad as they potentially could be, and Lonzo struggles early and Ingram doesn't develop, you know, there'll be a lot of skepticism about if they're actually an enticing destination for him. And that game should help. We should know really by then what the Lakers are like, considering how late in the season that functionally is. Friday, March twenty third. Um, this is the this is the Suns home game. The one time Phoenix comes to Cleveland. And so maybe Kyrie doesn't get traded there. But if he does, this is his homecoming game because they only play that team once at home. And if not, and both sides face the reality, let's say Kyrie's still on the team, we'll get a better chance to evaluate it. What does Josh Jackson look like? Does Dragon Bender drastically improve in year two? Has Kyrie decided to kind of stick it out in Cleveland and make it all work? We'll understand that that day. And then lastly, Friday, April 6th at the 76ers, just a week before the end of the regular season, and there's a good chance the Cavs will be resting by this point in the year. But this game could be one of the league's most interesting young teams going up against the Cavs. Could sneak into the playoffs. Um, and in my mind, if everything goes right for Philly, it's the East present versus the it's the East's future in the 76ers with Fultz and Bede, Simmons, and the rest, with J.J. Redick being that veteran influence along with Amir Johnson. But that's it for today's show. Again, we'll be back tomorrow with Adam Marez. Hope you guys enjoyed. Have a great Wednesday. Um, and check out all the content over at furthestore.com. Get those mailbag questions in. Have a good one. Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only.